Hey guys, ECRG here, back with another video. Today, I'm just going to do an update on what it's like being a clinical research associate in-house. Clinical research associate. Now, a lot of you people in the industry want to be a clinical research associate, but there's also the in-house role. And a lot of companies have this in-house role, especially with the new GCP E6R2 revisions where there's going to be a focus on remote monitoring. And not necessarily just a focus, but it's going to be used in conjunction with traditional monitoring where you have a CRA go out to the site. So that way the CRA can focus on just the things that the CRA needs to do on site. The remote monitor can focus on the things that needs to be done remotely. So what is it like being a remote monitor? And I'm just going to update you from this point out. And I'm going to tell you, it's tough. It is not easy. And I think one of the reasons why it's tough is because A, coming over from a different position, just being thrown into it, any any time that's happening, that's going to be tough in the beginning. But the expectations are for you to produce from day one. You know, there, there are not that many, uh, I guess, graces that are given. There's not there's not big that much of a grace period because the data still has got to be monitored correctly. And you've got to be at least competent in your job in the beginning as well. So it can be tough for that reason. Some other reasons why it can be tough is as an in-house personnel, you're expected to be online at all times. I mean, not all times. You're expected to be online during normal working hours or whatever the hours are that you've worked out with your study team and your boss. But the CRA does not have to be online. They can respond kind of when they feel within a reasonable time. They do not have to be responsive immediately. They do not have to be on link because they, they have the excuse that they're traveling. So they get, they get a lot of passes when it comes to things. When it comes to uploading documents into TMF, naming documents, they don't really have to do that. They can send it to someone else, either the CTA, clinical trial assistant, the project specialist, the project coordinator, most of the time, they're offloading that to someone else. Now, they're supposed to upload it themselves, but in reality, it doesn't usually happen that way. They will send it to someone else for them to upload it. So that's one thing that's off their plate. So they can focus on just monitoring. And to be honest with you, if I was a field monitor, I would want to be, just focus on monitoring as well because that's draining as is. It can be hard uh, you know, when you don't have internet connection uh, all the time. It can be hard to submit documents to the TMF. You need internet connection for that. But you can work on your reports if you want. You can you know, tidy up your notes from on-site. And you can work on your reports and things of that nature. But really, you know, they're given a lot of passes that other people aren't given because they are not in the office. They work remotely. And that's cool. Um, I know a lot of people who said they didn't work that much on Fridays. I've had a lot of field CRAs who do not work that much on Fridays. No one ever knows because a they could be they could be coming back from a flight and that you know that's the end of their day, or you know all their reports are caught up and that's you know that's just the end of it. They don't really have anything else to do. Uh, this trial could be slow. They don't have anything else to do. But when you're in house, you're expected to do stuff. You can't just go home. You have to work that full eight hours. But as a CRA in your home. You know, you're not expected to really be online. You can go do what you got to do. Go to the gym, go do laundry, etc. So like I said, the field CRAs are given a lot of passes that people that work in the in the office are not given. 
And that can be that can be frustrating, but in-house CRA is definitely a good role to get your feet wet. Now it's tough going learning all those different systems you gotta use. You know, there's usually a system for you know managing the IP. A lot of some people use Savota, some people use Almac. There's a system, there's a CTMS system, which is a clinical trial management system. You know, whatever it is you use, there's that. There's an EDC, an electronic data capture system. A lot of people use metadata rave. That's a that's an option. There's other ones out there that are all also good. But, you know, there's so many different systems that people use. There's usually some kind of workplace as well. You know, I literally have a workbook full of all the usernames and passwords of all these systems. It's about 10 different systems we use as monitors in order to keep up to date, in order to successfully monitor a site, a study, and a subject. So, you know, it's hard. It's a lot to juggle. It's a lot to keep up with. Not to mention, if any documents are missing, you got to think, okay, what do I got to do? So I've got to either submit an action item, so in the CTMS system, or I can email the site, or I can do both. Now, what if they don't respond? Then I've got to keep that in the back of my mind that I've got to follow up with them on that document because it has to go into the TMF. So there's multiple steps. You know, just getting one document can be a pain in the butt, you know, you know, you have to put in CTMS as an action item. You have to email the site requesting the document. If they don't respond, which happens a lot because the sites are busy as well, you've got to be on top of them saying, hey, I need this document, right? You can't just let that go. You've got to get that document in. So, you know, if they respond, then you've got to get take that document. You've got to name it. You've got to send it to the TMF. Now, what if the TMF team doesn't like the document for whatever reason? Like, let's say the signatures cut off or the dates don't align. So now I've got to go email the site back and say, hey, I need, a, I need another copy of this, a better copy of this. You've got to rename it again, put in the TMF. And then it's not technically in the TMF until the TMF team does their review. So it's a long process just to get one document. Now imagine having 20 sites per study, usually two studies. So imagine having 40 sites. And that really starts to add up. And that stress really starts to build up. Not to mention... The other things that the study wants you to follow up on. What if there's queries that the sponsor's like, hey, we want these queries answered. Um, you know, there's some training to do. Hey, we need these sites to sign these training logs. You know, there's all these type of things that the CRO and the sponsor could ask the site to do and the monitors to follow up on. And it's really stressful. So now you can begin to see why in an industry that favors the employee when you're a CRA, uh, you know, literally, uh, it's ridiculous. I mean, I remember even with a few months of experience not being a CRA, I was getting hit up by recruiters. They were calling my phone, messaging me on LinkedIn, whatever it is. Even now, I, I mean, I get plenty of profile views a day, and I'm not even that big on, uh, on LinkedIn. And, you know, sometimes they reach out or whatever. But in an industry like that, it's just so easy when you're a CRA Someone's going to hit you up and say, hey, we're going to throw $10,000 at you for a signing bonus. How do you like that? You know, and they're going to say, we have more, a better vacation policy. They're going to say, our managers know how to manage better. Uh, you know, we manage our study workload better. That sounds pretty good to a CRA who's really stressed, most likely. And they're going to jump, right? Because jumping is not looked down upon in the clinical research industry. So... You know, I mean, it's it's really stressful, and that's part of the reason why there's a lot of turnover because of the stress. 
And I wasn't expecting it that it was going to be stressful, especially not for an in-house CRA. But man, it's stressful. And, you know, on top of having to learn how to actually do it, and, you know, you don't really probably become that good at the job until after a year, I would say. After a year, you start getting good and learning what's needed. And, you know, you've got deadlines to meet. And when you're still learning, things take time. They take more time. You've got to ask for help. You've got to look up how to get the answer. And, you know, you've got to learn the tips and tricks that the pros know how to utilize to their advantage. So it's tough. Just wanted to update you guys on that. I know a lot of people want to be CRAs and probably want to hear an update on what it is like actually being a CRA and monitoring in the field. And just want to update. So put your comments, your questions down below. And we'll either respond with another video or respond with uh, a comment. We'll actually respond with a comment, but we may respond with a video on top of it. So thank you guys for listening. As always, email us, eliteclinicalgroup at gmail.com. Take care.